Welcome to Restoration City Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed by this message. Amen. We're going to go into the word of the Lord right now. Um, and we're going to share some, some things from the word we've been dealing with over the last few weeks. We've been dealing about spiritual growth. And this is the area of really getting the areas of our spirits really to be so sensitive to God as God begins to speak into our hearts. This is a new day and God is doing new things in this new day. And so we got to get ready for what he is doing. Amen. The glory cloud is moving. We just got to move where the glory cloud is. Amen. We can't build a camp in one place when God is moving. We got to be able to wherever he goes, we just follow the cloud. Amen. So um, I'm going to read three key scriptures, three key scriptures, um, and there will be some other commentaries, but these are the three key scriptures, if you have your Bibles, that uh, I would like you to invite your attention to, three key scriptures. And I'm, I'm going to be dealing with today about prophetic dreams and prophetic visions. Prophetic dreams and prophetic visions. And we're going to start our reading from the, from the, the prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2, 28. Joel chapter 2 and verse number 28. And this speaks of a promise to us. In this day, it says in Joel chapter 2 and verse number 28, it says, And it shall come to pass afterwards. I love when God speaks because there's no doubt about it. It's not that it may. When, when we speak, we have a certain element of doubt because men have a, a tendency to make promises they can't keep. But when God speaks, it's going to happen. And there's nothing that can stop when God speaks. So the prophet is speaking, it says, and it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. No question about it. It shall come to pass afterwards. Here's the promise. That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Not just the blacks and the Caribbeans and the Africans on all flesh. All flesh. That's the promise. I'm going to pour out my spirit and it's going to be on all flesh. Not just the Pentecostals. Not just the Evangelicals or the Charismatic. But the Lord makes his promise through his, his prophet. I'm pouring out my spirit on all flesh. And this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. There's n- and nothing's going to be able to stop this. This is what is going to happen. Is a promise. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Someone say amen. I don't know if they're called the generation Y or the millenniums. I don't care what the generation is. But your sons, our sons and our daughters shall prophesy i want that just to register to you not just to play xbox my sons and our daughters are going to prophesy 
And fathers and mothers, this is what you begin to speak into your children. Expect your children to prophesy. I'm just telling you what the word of the Lord says because it's, it's saying it's a promise. It's not a request. He's telling you what's going to happen in the last days. Our sons and our daughters, they are going to prophesy. We cannot allow the devil to take away our sons and our daughters. Our sons and our daughters belong to God. And our sons and our daughters are going to prophesy. I just want the enemy to hear that. You better leave our children alone. Leave our children alone. Because our children belongs to God. And my sons and my daughters are going to prophesy. Period. Are you hearing me? Someone say amen. Amen. Then it says you're old men, and nobody wants to be in that category. But I understand you what the word is. But the scripture says, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men, which we like that terminology, because we all want to feel young, our young men shall see visions. Now, I need this to register to us, because this is a promise that God is saying. He's decreeing this. The prophet is decreeing this and saying in the end times, this is what you have to look out for. Look out for your sons and your daughters to prophesy. He said in the end time, look for the old men to have dreams. I'm not looking at you, Austere. Don't get offended. I'm not looking at you. But he's saying that your old men are going to dream dreams. And he's saying in the end time, in the end time movement, as the Holy Spirit has been poured out, your young men are going to have visions. They're going to see visions. So are we ready for it? Are we ready to see our sons and daughters prophesying? Are we ready for our old men to have dreams? And our young men to have visions? This is going to be the norm. That's the norm. That's the benchmark. That's the standard. Now I need you to turn to Numbers chapter 12. So someone said that's a promise. Okay, that's a promise. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. And verse number 6. And it says this. Then he said, hear now my words. There's a question that's being asked. The question is this. If there is a prophet among you, question, if there is a prophet among you, hear what the Lord says, I the Lord myself, not an angel, not a cherubim, not a seraphim, but it says, I the Lord myself, I the Lord make myself known to him in a vision. Let me repeat, repeat, that, repeat that again. If there is a prophet among you, the Lord make the, the Lord make myself known to him in a vision, and I will speak to him in a dream. So the Lord is saying, if there's a prophet among you, what I'm going to do is reveal myself to him and let and make known to him myself and through vision, and I will speak to him through a dream. So part of the prophecy of the time, of our time, is that God wants to reveal himself to us through visions, 
and he wants to speak to us through dreams. I know that we have other ways of how God communicates to us because we, we have the prophetic word, we have through scripture, through the Holy Spirit, different ways of how God speaks to us. But he's making us known and saying, I want to reveal myself to you. And in the end times, get ready for this because you're going to hear people saying that I'm coming to church or I'm coming to the kingdom, not because you spoke to them, but because they saw Jesus through visions and dreams. Are you hearing me? People are going to come to know who Jesus Christ is. Could you turn my phobics down, please? And he's saying, because Jesus is saying, the scripture is saying, I, the Lord, make myself known to him. I'm going to make myself known. That's too much. I'm going to make myself known to him through visions. So when you, when people start saying, I, I got a vision and I have a friend who I went to school with, just a little bit higher, Irie, I, and take off the treble. I had a friend who uh, I went to school with and I went to a particular church and, and, and she was there. And I was like, I didn't know that you were a Christian. I didn't know that she had come to, to know the Lord and was just talking. And she's saying, yeah, in a dream, the Lord showed up to her and began to speak to her in a dream and told her to go to church and told her what church to go to. And she went to church, gave her life to the Lord. We have other testimonies of people who in, in my previous church had had f the Lord spoke to them that there was a, a particular lady, she was on the top of a car park and she was going to end her life. And as she went to push herself over, she felt something pushing her back and spoke to her through almost like a vision and gave her instructions of exactly where our church was and told her to go there, reveal, where God began to reveal himself through dreams and visions. And this happening a lot, especially in the Muslim world, where some of us won't have the chance to speak to some of them. God is revealing himself and speaking to people through visions and showing himself through dreams. These are what's supposed to be happening, where God is speaking to people through dreams. God is revealing himself through visions. But sometimes we don't realize what the scripture says and the, prof the prophecy that comes that the Lord says, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men are going to see visions. And because it says, I'm pouring out my spirit, it's going to be on all flesh. So God is saying there's a, 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 there's a way of how I'm going to speak to people through dreams and visions. I'm going to reveal myself to people through dreams and through visions. And the third chapter, the third scripture I want to go to as I lay my foundation down is Job chapter 33, Job chapter 33, and verse number 14. Job chapter 33, and verse number 14. And it says this, For God may speak in one way or in another way. In other words, we don't tell God how he wants to communicate to us. God chooses how 
He wants to communicate with us. So Job is saying, for God may speak in one way, but here's the problem with us. Yet man does not perceive it. So God is sometimes speaking to us and we have no clue because they didn't tell us that God can speak to us through dreams and vision. And God could choose anyway. Sometimes there's people who says that I remember at Bible school and we was talking about preparing sermons because one of the things that a lot of preachers have problems with is preparing sermons. When you got to preach week in, it's nice when you just have to preach every now and then. You can find a powerful sermon. But when you got to preach week in, week out, sometimes the tank is a bit empty and it's like, Lord, I don't really know where, what am I supposed to be saying, especially when Monday's gone past, Tuesday's gone past, Wednesday's gone past, and you still ain't got a sermon. You still ain't got a message, and you're asking God, what am I supposed to be preaching on? And I remember at Bible school, there was this one of the, the, the lecturers saying, it was, it was actually on the side of a bus. He saw a message on the side of a bus, and that clicked into him, and that became a, a, the, almost like the catalyst for his sermon. However he wants to speak to us, he speaks to us. We've just got to be in a position to be able to perceive and know that God is sending a message to us. God wants to speak to us. So God may speak to us in one way, or he might speak in another way. Yet man does not perceive it. There's some people who still can't see. The very nature itself is screaming out to them that there is a God, and still they can't see it. And you're saying, goodness, man, come on. I, I mean, all around you, just nature itself, nature itself screams at you and says, here is an incredible God, and still they can't see it. I, I, I used to teach on this in the scripture where the Bible says, verily, verily, truly, truly, thou art a God that hides himself. And I'm thinking, how could you, how could God who's, the creator of everything. How do you hide yourself? Because I can imagine me trying to play hide and seek and not trying to hide behind a microphone pole. It's just, it's just not going to be, it's, it's going to be no fun. Because the belly will stick out. You're just saying, well, that's still right. It's, it's obvious. So how could, how could verily, verily, truly, truly, how could a God, how could God hide himself when everything around you Everything, you look up at the sky, there's got to be a God. Come on, somebody. God is all around us. Truly thou art a God. But there is ways when he speaks to man, man does not perceive it. It says, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering on their beds, then this is what he does. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deeds. So God is speaking to us so he can turn man from our deeds and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pits. In other words, God speaks to us so we don't end up in the pit. He speaks to us that we doesn't, and he reveals to us through dreams and vision that we don't end up absolutely stupid. He keeps us from the pit. And his life from perishing by the sword. In other words, 
God will give you dreams and visions so that you don't end up in a place where you get killed. He protects us from death and revealed. I don't know if you remember when 9-11 happened. There were people who were giving testimonies and sharing that when they were on their way to work, that God began to speak to them and say, don't go in. There were people who were sitting by their desk and they heard the, heard that voice, I call it the voice of the Lord, speaking to them to say, get up and start moving, get up and start going. And they started to leave before anything happened because God began to speak to them because sudden death was coming. Those people who are supposed to be on a particular bus, the one that was in, in July when the, the bus exploded, those people who was on their way to the bus and just f- for some reason didn't get on the bus. And, and these are times when God said, I'm trying to protect you from the sword. Sometimes when you, 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 we're going on in life and you, that's why we've got to tune our ears to hear God because it could be the difference between life and death. And we have to learn how to hear God. And, and sometimes people say, you know, I had a dream about that. I dreamt that. Have you ever had, had that? We said, oh, you know, we, we call it deja vu, but I can't find it in scripture. Can't find that, that in scripture, so throw it away. But it's when you, you, I, I remember as a child, we had to go to this church. I don't know where, I think it was in Hackney or some kind of place, way up over in the north of London somewhere. And I remember, I've never been to the church. I was just a kid. I remember driving. We was in a little, we had a church mini minibus. You, you know, the funds you have in a minibus, that's a whole different thing. And I was in there, we was driving in there. And all of a sudden, I said to my brother, but I've been here before. It's like, you haven't been here. I said, I'm telling you, we've been here before. And I, I can give instructions. I knew exactly what the building looked like. I, I can, I, even now I can still picture the car park when we pulled in and we pulled the car park on the left. There was an open space. There was a wall and there was a space you can walk through. And I, I remember the building was an old building. I remember the chairs. It was a metal chair and it had red, um, as, as a back and a seat. I, I remember it. And when you go in the toilets on the right hand side, it was under arch. I've never been to the church before, but I can describe every detail of the church and I've never been there before. Because I saw it in a dream. I saw the place in a dream. And, and it's almost like the dream, uh, reality is catching up to the dream. I saw it years ago. I saw it before. And I can describe everything about it. And yet I've never been there. Because God will reveal things to us through dreams and through visions. Is anyone in the house? So, our, a person's greatest need One of the greatest needs that we have is the importance of being in relationship with God. Because when we're in a relationship with God, it means that there is a place where God can communicate to us and talk to us and a place why, where we can talk to him. And that's why we need our, our, to be born again. We need our spirits to be born again. We need a new mindset. We need to be renewed in the spirit of our minds because we have to understand that over the last six weeks, seven weeks, I've been saying there's an area in us. 
Our spirit has been created to communicate with God. We are supposed to be experiencing things on another level because we have been designed and created for supernatural things to take place. So the promise is, is that there've got to be an outpouring of the Spirit of God. So the question is, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? You've, we have got to have the Holy Spirit. We have got to not only have the Holy Spirit, we've got to walk in the Spirit so that we do not fulfill the lust of our flesh. We've got to have the Holy Spirit that's leading us and directing us. We must have the Holy Spirit. Someone say amen. Because it's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's going to bring about the supernatural things that's going to happen. So when we talk about prophecy, we talk about dreams and we talk about visions. And throughout the scriptures, when you begin to look through scripture, you see that God spoke to his people and he spoke to his people through supernatural dreams and supernatural visions. So that's why the question was asked, if there is a prophet among you, the Lord will make himself known to that person and the Lord will make himself known through dreams and through visions. And dreams and visions really falls into the category of what I call the supernatural. And I believe in the end time that God is going to speak to us and reveal himself through the supernatural, through dreams and visions. Now, for some people they, who might be listening, says, Pastor, this has been happening for years. From I, being a, from I was a child, I got dreams and visions. This is nothing new. And you're absolutely right, it should be the norm. But I want to speak to those who are not aware. I need to awaken this area of our ministry and awaken this area of our lives that God will choose how he wants to speak to us. And if God choose that he wants to speak to us through dreams and through visions, I need to align myself to be able to be alert and be sensitive to understand when God chooses to speak through dreams and visions. We got to understand that it's not just when we come to church that God wants to speak to us. God wants to speak to us all the time. And so it's important that we believe, it's, it's so important that we believe that God is still speaking to people today. I need you to understand that. God, just because the scripture stopped the book of Revelation, it doesn't mean that God stopped speaking. God is still speaking today. And in fulfillment of the scriptures, we have, we as believers, we need to anticipate that God wants to speak to you and God wants to speak to me. We gotta anticipate, we gotta anticipate and expect, expect when I go to bed that God may want, God may speak to me tonight. Some of you go and put your head on the pillow and all of a sudden you're gonna be saying, how comes I didn't realize this before? But you need to anticipate and expect that God will speak to you through dreams and visions. Someone say, get ready. Come on, someone say, get ready. 
get ready to ex- expect. Be in the place where you expect. When you put your head on your pillow, expect God to speak to you through dreams and through vision. Are you hearing me? Paul prays and he, he prays for the church in, 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 in uh, Ephesians chapter 1. He prays for the church and part of Paul's prayer was for the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. That we may really be what Paul was praying when he begins to pray in Ephesians chapter 1. He says, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of his glory, of his inheritance to the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us, that we may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. So what Paul was praying is that the church will come to a place where they begin to receive heavenly communication. That we align ourselves and get to the place where we begin to experience stuff that you can't explain. That we begin to move on to a level of the supernatural. That's what he's praying. That the church will move to a level of the supernatural where things God begins to reveal to us. In other words, where the church comes up higher. Because we, the church is kind of, for many, I'm not saying for all, for, but for many, the church has been stuck on material stuff. The church has been stuck on ABC preaching. And, and the minute we start talking about spiritual things, people start to yawn. They lose interest because we've, we've kind of had to just keep feeding milk and have to entertain. We have to keep entertaining. If we can't entertain, people can't come to church. And so when you want to get onto the more meatier stuff, when you want to, when you need the church to come up to a higher level, so we're receiving wisdom and revelation, when we begin to understand the greatness of his power towards us who believe, when we start to move in that dimension, we get, it's too heavy. Can't, there's no interest in that. Come on church, that's where we need to, that's where the prayers need to be directed. So one of the words in, for prophet in the Old Testament is rohi, R-O-E-H. And it is the most common translation which we use, we get the word for seer. In the Old Testament, when they use the word prophet, they use the word seer. So what that means is that there is a dimension of the spirit that is beyond just the natural of what you're seeing. And is a realm where, where dreams and vision comes alive. It's not just, I'm just getting dreams and I'm just seeing things. But it's when dreams and vision comes alive. That means I'm moving into another realm of the spirit. So prophetic dreams and visions are important to us because it leads us to a place of revelation. Oh Lord, I I love you. I'm hearing this. So prophetic dreams and and visions is important to us because it's going to lead you to a place of revelation. 
And what we need to do is we need to start praying and asking God to give us the, the ability to begin to understand what he is speaking to us. Because the Lord speaks to us, but our problem is we don't always understand what is God trying to say to me. So in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 12, Proverbs 20 verse 12 says this, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. I said it again. The hearing ears, the ears which you hear from, your spiritual ears. And if I can put it this way, and your spiritual eyes, not what you hear naturally, because most of us, we can only hear the gossip which we hear from our natural hair. I can hear people, when, when people are plotting against me, I know it in the spirit. Not because I heard gossip, because it's revealed to me. I know what's going on because the spirit of God revealed it to me. That's why I'm not walking into no trap. You can't trap me because the spirit of the Lord reveals it to us. Come on, church, you ain't saying nothing to me. The hearing ear and the spiritual eyes, the Bible says the Lord has made them both. The Lord has made your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes. He made it. So he knows how it operates. So we're going back. We, we talked about how God speaks to his people and throughout scripture. He speaks to people through dreams and visions, and these dreams and visions are pivotal. They're pivotal in the lives of people. In other words, if they did not follow up on the dreams and vision, the outcome would be completely different. So when we look at Jacob, Jacob had a dream when he was running away from his brother Esau, when he messed up and he was running away from his brother because he messed up so badly. And then on his way, um, to Laban, his, his father, he stops in a place and, and he puts a stone and he begins to, he falls asleep. And in the place where he falls asleep, he has a dream. And in this dream, he sees a ladder ascending up to heaven. And he sees angels ascending and descending up to heaven. And when he wakes up from the dream, he says, surely the Lord was in this place, but I didn't know it. But that dream was so powerful because the dream showed the connection that happens between earth and between heaven. It was so powerful, that place Bethel or El Bethel when he came back, which means the house of God, Bethel, which means uh, the place of God, the house of God. We see also in Genesis 37 that there was... His son Joseph. Joseph has a dream that ticks off all his brothers. Because he's, he's a dreamer. He's always having dreams. But it's just the way how he provokes his brothers. Is, he's going to get beaten up. When you're, when you're the younger brother, you're going to get beaten up. You've got to know how to have some wisdom with the dream. But he has a dream. And in the dream, the Lord is speaking to him about the suns and moons and stars. And he's seen all these dreams that just seems to be... Like, what's going on with you? But he sees these, these sons of moose bowing down to him, or bowing down, which is interpreted that in this dream it signifies that one day his family is going to bow down to him. Now, when you're the youngest, that is fighting talk. That is fighting talk because you don't bow down to your youngest. 
only the eldest, maybe. But if you're the youngest, like me, in my family, ain't going to happen. <laughs> it just ain't going to happen. But he, the Lord speaks to him and tells him what's going to happen. That your family is going to come and bow down. When is this going to happen? He doesn't know. All he knows is that his brother ain't happy with him and throws him into a pit. But the scripture says, all things works together for the good of those who love the Lord. And so when you have a dream and you're holding on to this dream and you said, I have this dream. The Lord has spoken to me through this dream. But what you see around you is not conducive to the dream you had. I dream, see myself somewhere in the future looking much better than I look right now, but that's a whole different thing. But you see yourself in a dream and it looks all good in the dream, but the reality is two different things. You see yourself living in a nice house, but you're in a one bedroom or one, a bed sit. Because sometimes what the dream is and what the reality is, is two different things. Oh, someone say amen and help me out here. And so what happened was Joseph sees this dream and then one day he now becomes prime minister over Egypt during a time of famine and everything he saw in the dream comes to pass because his family has to come to him because of the famine and he's able to provide help for the family. Look with me quickly to the book of um, Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. Because Daniel's in, in the book of Daniel, <laughs> we're talking about prophetic dreams and vision. We're talking about dreams and vision. In Daniel chapter 2, in the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, the Bible says in verse number 1, Daniel chapter 2 verse 1, that Nebuchadnezzar is a king. The Bible says he dreamed dreams and this dream that Nebuchadnezzar has troubled his spirit that it awakened him from his, his sleep are you hearing have you ever had a dream that's been so troubling you wake up and and you can't get this dream this dream's troubled you what you've seen it's troubled you, it's provoked you, it's caused you to question some things. And so the king says, look, I have some trouble. I have this dream and this dream is troubling my spirit. I need to understand. I know this dream is important, but I don't understand what the dream means. All I know is it's supposed to be a message. It's supposed to be something important, but I don't understand what it means. And so he calls all these soothsayers and, and servants and all these other people. And here, here is, Lord have mercy, this is so good. Here, here, here what he says. He says to these soothsayers and all these guys who can interpret dreams, I have a dream, Brother Cleveland, and I need you to interpret this dream for me. And if you interpret it, I give you gifts. But if you don't, I'm going to kill you. Okay, that's a hard enough challenge. And you say, okay, king, let's have it. There's only one problem. I forgot what the dream was. 
I need you to interpret a dream for me that I can't remember. Because dreams are written in invisible or disappearing ink. At the time I remember it. Have you ever that? At the time I remember it. But when it comes to the morning, I can't remember the details. That's why we record things down. All I know is that this dream is supposed to be important. But I just, I just can't remember it. But I know it's important. So here's the challenge. I need you to tell me what the dream is and his interpretation. And if you don't, I'm going to kill you. But if you do, I, 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 I bring riches to you. And the Bible says that, that, that they had to go and find Daniel. And, and the Bible says, then the secret was revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel's now has got the task of not only telling the king what the dream was that he forgot. Daniel didn't get the dream. The king did. And so Daniel has to now tell the king what you dreamt. And then he has the second challenge of trying to tell the king of what it means. But the Bible says that Daniel, God revealed secrets. Oh Lord, are you hearing me? That God reveals secrets. Verse number 19, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Because we're talking about dreams and vision. So the king has a dream that is causing him to be troubled. Daniel has a dream or he has a vision and the secrets is being revealed to him. And then the Bible says, then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And then David went on and began to reveal to the king the secrets of the dream and reveals to him what the dreams meant. And the list can goes on and on and on in the Old Testament, so many dreams and visions. And so when we get to the New Testament, we see that Joseph, the angels appeared to Joseph in the first book of Matthew chapter 1. And in the dream, the Lord speaks to Joseph and says, Don't be afraid, take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. I need you to understand that came by the fact of a dream that that was revealed to him. And then the Apostle Peter, when you begin to read in the book of Acts, if you have time, go through to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 10, when Peter is, is Peter has an issue with Gentiles being saved. He wants the Gentiles, us, to follow all the Jewish customs. And he felt that if you didn't follow the Jewish customs, then you can't be saved. And him and Paul had this contention that Paul was saying, no, we, you can't even, the Jews can't even follow their own custom. How are you going to ask the Gentiles to follow the same customs? And so they have an issue. And then what happens in Acts chapter 10, um, the Bible says that Peter had a vision where he's in a trance. And in this trance, the heaven opened and he sees a large sheet set down to the earth with the four corners containing all kinds of uh, four-footed animal. And the, then he hears a voice saying, get up, Peter, go and eat. And Peter's saying, I, I don't eat anything that's common or unclean. And the Lord says, the things that I have cleansed, don't call that common 
or unclean. What I needed to understand, what the Lord was saying is, Peter, the people who are coming in, the Gentiles, you need to understand, they are, when I clean them, don't call them common or unclean. So God reveals himself through a trance, through this vision that Peter sees and that opens the door for the Gentiles to be saved. And on and on it goes on in regards to, you see in scripture where God reveals himself through dreams and visions. So let me break it down and then I can close. So dreams are what you have when you are asleep. So when you're sleeping, you get dreams. And sometimes there's times when you have a peaceful dream and it's a nice dream. And there's no sense of urgency there's, the dream could be vague, it's no big deal really, it's just a dream. But there's also some dreams that whilst you're sleeping, the enemy comes in. And, and, and there's some dreams that comes from the enemy which we call nightmares. And it's where people experience certain traumas in their sleep. And there are times when, there's, when you're sleeping, I don't know if you've ever had that, when you're sleeping and you're having a warfare. There's a warfare that's taking place in your sleep. Is that because the enemy wants to come and oppress you. The enemy wants to come and bring anxiety. The enemy wants to come and bring fear. And the enemy wants to attack you in your sleep. That's why you've got to have your spirit. You've got to be, your spirit has got to be alert. Your body may be sleeping, but your spirit is still ready to fight. Are you hearing me? So sometimes what would happen is, and hear me carefully, because there are demonic dreams that can come. And that this is where some messages of the enemy comes to people. But not for us who are born again. That's why we need our spirits to be born again. And that's why we have the spirit of God. We have prophetic dreams. We're not supposed to be having demonic dreams. But sometimes this, this is where the enemy wants to come and wants to attack us. So those are dreams. So visions now, a prophetic dream, sometimes when you have a prophetic dream, it feels as though the information you are having is in high definition, is detailed. But there are three things that happens, and I've got to finish on this. There's three things that happens when you get a prophetic dream. And, and how do I know when I'm having a dream that's from God? that I need to pay attention to, which is different from my normal dream. Are you hearing me? What is this dream? What is what we call a prophetic dream? Because three things are going to happen when you get a, a prophetic dream. Number one, I don't see anyone writing it down, but you can get the recording afterwards. That's all right. <laughs> just the first thing that when you have a prophetic dream is when God wants to give you instructions. When God wants to give you instructions, he will give it to you through a prophetic dream. It's when the Lord speaks to you in a dream and he's releasing instructions. He's releasing wisdom on how to do certain things. And that takes you to a, the next level of insight. So what it is, is that God is equipping you to go to a higher level and he's giving you instructions on how to do certain things. I've had that many times. And, and some of these things are, 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 are not hairy fairy stuff. Some of this stuff is real things. 
I remember there was a situation, we, we had a work situation, and we had someone who came in and was training us on a system that they didn't even know how it worked. And then they said, there were, you have to be one that trained others. Well, if the person who's training me doesn't know how it works, how am I going to train others? And none of us have a, cl- a clue. It's like blind leading the blind. And I went to bed, I, and this is no word of lie. I went to bed, and God showed me in a dream how to use this system. I got it in a dream, not from, because the trainer was useless. God showed me in a dream that when, when I, it was so clear that when I went in the next day and I began to explain it to people and it was like, how do, how do you know? And if you know me, when I am, when I'm in a meeting, I probably get 10% of what you're talking about. Because I have a wandering thought and my body's here, my mind's all over. I probably get 10%. So I'm not a good person to be doing your training. But God showed me details. And everyone's asking, how did I know? And I kind of felt a bit of a way at the time to tell people, God showed it to me in a dream. Because it sounds so way off. Because I I wasn't paying attention. But in a dream, I had detail. Absolute details. And this is what happens. God will give you instructions in a dream what to do. The second thing you know that you are getting a prophetic dream is when revelation comes. Revelation comes and revelation is there's an illumination of a dream. is where the spotlight comes upon a particular situation or an opportunity or a relationship. And because we're serving a God that knows everything, he begins to reveal things to us to bring a, a deeper understanding, bring information and insight. And you know that you have revelation is when you can, sud- you can suddenly see something you couldn't see before. When all of a sudden it's like that, you know, aha, I got it. And th- that comes sometimes through dreams and vision. Where God begins to, you're laying down, I'm sure this is, you're looking at me, but I'm sure this has happened to you over and over again. Where you're just getting revelation, you're laying down, it's like, aha, I got it. That's dreams, that's revelation. And with revelation, whether in a dream or vision, it doesn't lie. The dream and vision, what God gives you, it doesn't lie. Although... Our understanding sometimes may be wrong, but over a period of time, and be careful, over a period of time, the full manifestation will be seen. And you will get, you will understand it as we say by and by. Habakkuk chapter two says, for the revelation awaits for an appointed time. So though you see it, The revelation waits for an appointed time. There's some things which you see, the time has not come for it to be manifested yet. But you can see it. But the time is is waiting for an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it lingers, wait for it. If you see it in a vision or dream, Wait for it. It's not God lying to you. It's that you've got to wait for it. So some of us, we've seen 
We've seen God speak to us through dreams and visions of things which is to come. We've got to be patient. Because you say, I can see myself, I can see myself doing this, and I can see myself doing that, and I can see myself. But it takes time. The appointed time will come and will not tarry. And the third thing that it will do, it will give you directions. So dreams are often used as a tool or an an assignment when there's a, a relationship or there's a transition. That dreams will provide reinforcement of a particular direction or unveil a new direction for your life. I'm going to end it there because there's so much. It's heavy stuff, this. But when you get a dream, what is happening, sometimes God wants to put you in a different direction and he will show it to you in a dream. He's revealing things to you in a dream. So that's why many of us in our situation, whether it's in a relationship, for for myself in a relationship, I, I saw us, my wife and I, getting married on our first date. And we got married two years later. And everything... I saw, and I, I made sure I told her, everything I saw in a dream, it was exactly the same on our wedding day. I saw the arch, I saw the flowers, I saw everything. And to the point when we was trying to find a hall, we tried everywhere. And every single door was closed. And the only door that was open for us to do a wedding on the 9th of September was a place what I had seen. God will show us. He will bring instructions, revelation, and direction. And I'm going to end here. I have to pick up the next. Um, I tell you what, tune in on Wednesday. And let me finish this on Wednesday. Because this is so important. Because for some of us, God is speaking and giving instructions. But we're not perceiving. We're not, we're not getting it. And God is, uh, God is giving reoccurring dreams over and over but sometimes we're not connecting and saying this is God speaking to me let me go and pray and ask for understanding let me go and pray for clarity and clarification but I'm expecting God to speak to me through dreams and through visions we pray you're encouraged with the word of God For more information about Restoration City Church, please visit us at www.restorationcc.org.uk.